You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So the Alshech, in preparation for Sukkot, has a beautiful, beautiful explanation of the idea of the Sukkot. And I want you to remember that there are four levels of understanding the Torah. There's Pshat, there's Remez, there's Drush, and there's Sod. Pshat means like the halachic, the understanding, the basic stuff. It's not simple. People confuse basic with simple. Um, but it means that it's the surface level, which includes all of halacha and all the complicated stuff within the Torah. Then remez is the stuff that's hidden within the Torah. The drush is to expound and to elaborate on the Torah, mostly to apply it in terms of practical application. And then there's the sod, which is the secret of all the Torah. The Alshech, when the Arizal came to Tzvas to um, teach and to open up Kabbalah, which for thousands of years was a secret passed through generation to generation, and the Arizal was the first one to open it up and make it understandable publicly. He's the first one to really elaborate on the secret. When the Alshech came to him to, to learn, he said, I'd like to join the yeshiva. The Arizal said to him, you're in the Shama already in a previous lifetime, um, already studied and perfected yourself in the realm of the Kabbalistic. So all you are here in this world to do is to perfect the world of Drush, level three. Which is why the Alshech became the official Darshan, the Magid in Tzfas. And this is such a beautiful example of where he takes things that you've seen a thousand times before and shows you in the world of Drush how it can take on new meaning. So I'm going to... We're going to start from one spot. I'm just going to help you catch up to where, where he's up to and what he's speaking. His question was, um, number one, why is, why is Sukkot this time of the year, if it's in order to remember the Ananiya Kavod, which is Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the Ananiya Kavod first appeared as the Jews were going out, right out of Mitzrayim, which means we should keep Pesach, we should keep Sukkot Pesach time, or we should sit in the Sukkah on Pesach. Right? Get, you don't have to clean your house. You just move out of your house and live in the sukkah. Uh, 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 now, we know there's the, there's, there's, there's the simple... stand on two legs, though. It's three. Right, right, right. Well, we would have found some, something else to celebrate. But the, the famous answer given by the tour, which is that you wouldn't be able to tell when it is that you're really sitting in the sukkah because, uh, because it's... Uh, um, because it's... Uh, uh, Sukkot, you would think if you sat in Pesach, remember, we're thinking Eretz Yisrael picture, if you're sitting in the Sukkah, Pesach time in Eretz Yisrael, it's basically just getting out and enjoying yourself. Going, sitting in the Sukkah as the rains begin in Eretz Yisrael, just when you're gathering all your stuff in the house, that's a real sign when, that you're sitting in the Sukkah for the sake of the mitzvah. But that's in the realm of Pshat. His explanation was that there's two realms. There's the physical realm, where uh, Kaddish Baruch Hu created the world and made for you to live in and to enjoy the purpose of this world. He says that's associated with the month of Nisan. But the Jewish people um, um, messed up the month of Nisan, so to speak, when we left Mitzrayim and then we came to Matan Torah. 
and uh, we messed all that up, and so now we needed something to connect us more to Olam Abba, to a higher meaning. We had a whole month of Yamim Tovim, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur Sukkot, which are meant to connect us to a deeper understanding of our purpose in the world, uh, what we call the creation of the world in Midas Adin. So this is a month where we focus, rather than focusing on our um, physical salvation and our, on our, even our exodus from slavery, this, the, this month becomes about fo- making our lives more meaningful in terms of our connection to Hashem. When you said we messed up Nissan, you're referring to the Cheta Egel? The Cheta Egel specifically, yes. 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 Doesn't Yom uh, Kippur like, put you in that mood that, okay, now just a few days later I might completely trust Hashem? Right. You know, it's Absolutely. Yom Kippur is the highest point where we remove everything and we connect to Hashem because there's nothing, there's no eating, no drinking, no, uh, right? And we're, 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 we're angels, like you're saying, and that re... Um, reinvigorates us and re-inspires us to make our lives about our connection to Hashem. So when we get back to normal time, like Gashmi's world, you build a sukkah, which is kind of quasi, it's mostly protection from Hashem, it's not so much protection from the elements, so you're like easing yourself well, back in. Well, he's going to go there, so let's, let's see what he says. So page Kufpe, I'm going to read this a little faster, because there's, he, 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 he's a darshan. So he probably took three hours to say all this, and we're not going to read all of it, but we're going to get to the main points where he just um, fires at us these incredible ideas that we should have in mind when we read sit in the sukkah. So Val Cain on the top of page Kufpei, Val Cain therefore the purpose of the tzaddik is to keep the world going to bring down holiness into the world to merit the next world so therefore when Hashem wanted to celebrate the righteousness of His people and the forgiveness that He gave us for the Cheta Ego and our ability to focus on our Avodis Hashem so therefore he wanted us to sit in the sukkah. He called Kishra because you want to know what the number one way to remain connected to Hashem? Stop living in your permanent home and live in your temporary dwelling to teach you that you're always living in a temporary dwelling. And the person can consider, this is an allusion to the world and the people living there. That's your true story. Your life is not, this is not your permanent dwelling. Your internal world is the permanent dwelling. On the day you were born, you hear this? On the day you were born, Yatsa Midiras Keva, you left your permanent dwelling, Uba Aldiras Ara, and you came to a temporary dwelling. The day you were born is the day you entered the sukkah. 
and, you know, he, he's not saying this, but Kabbalistically speaking, um, the sukkah is, is related to Bina, which is aim, which is the motherly aspect, and there's a whole, there's a lot of uh, stuff about that, which we're not doing the Kabbalistic because we are in the world of Drush, but watch what he does now. So he says the seven days of sukkahs, those are your 70 years of your life. Because your 70 years are your temporary dwelling. Because even people who live more than the 70 years, after 70, it's like you are, as you use the word, atzur. It's like you're contained, you're trapped within the world. Like you're in prison, because you weren't given physical strength to really accomplish only for 70 years, the rest is more just like carrying out what you've already put into place. So you can do lots of things after 70. You can uh, skydive and run marathons. You can finish shots. You can do all those things after 70, but that's you just giving yourself enough strength to do more. But officially, you were created to accomplish and to do within seven, 70 years. Is that why we don't sit in the inside the circle? Right. He says, Shmini, that's why the eighth day is called Atzeres. It's the same word, Atzur. The eighth day is a place where you spend in seclusion with Hashem. After 70, it becomes like a private between you and Hashem. You no longer have the strength to be able to you know, start businesses and entrepreneurship. <laughs> Well, that's how long you could stay in the world, but after 70 is when you stop doing new things and... Uh... You are younger than me. Okay. Now, but it's, it's, it's true though, it's true that age is actually not, it's not about the number of years that you've lived, but, but you can be, you can be 94 and be, and be, um, 30, 40 years old, right? So he says, when you think about how useless this world is, you should be thinking about the next world. So now it should be pleasant to a person, as if you are with Hashem today until after death. The, 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 the world is supposed to be to you like a sukkah in the vineyard, not like a permanent building. And what a joy this thought should bring you. To rejoice in your service of Hashem. In other words, this perspective is supposed to bring you joy. That's why Sukkot is the most joyous of the Yamim Tovim. Because you know what the most depressing thing in the world is our uselessness, our futility of this world. Havel Havalim, which when we, when do we read that? When do we read that? Circus. Circus, right? Circus time. Right, it's all the same Yom Tov. We read that because in this world, that's the most depressing thought in the world is that there's no point in this whole life. There's nothing more joyous than to realize that we're completely wrong. There, everything has a purpose, everything has a meaning in the next world. That realization is the simcha of sukkahs. That's why the sukkah, halachically, is supposed to look like the letter hey. 
You're supposed to have two full walls. (laughs) And then the third wall can be a certain distance from the other two. And it has to be a tefach. That's the letter hey. Because this world was created with the hey. And it survives through your good actions in this world. And you want to put out your schach. Your schach is the mitzvahs which you lay across your sukkah. So the world that you're living in, those are the walls of your sukkah. And you know what you do to the walls of your sukkah? What do most Chabad Chassidim don't do this? But what does everyone else do to the walls? Decorate it. That's you decorating your home with your um, with your toys and your all your stuff. That's making the walls. But but you can have all this stuff. You can have a beautiful home, which is basically no different than putting up a beautiful star or painting on your sukkah. You should realize it's only going to be for seven for seven days, and then it's going down. And then what are you going to do with your noy sukkah? So, uh, so, so that's what. Right? But the schach on top. Those are the mitzvahs that you're putting on top. That's why the schach can't be from anything that can receive tumah. It has to be something which grows on the ground and it can't be a vessel. And it can't be anything which is able to receive tumah. Why not? Because all the stuff that you're making into your shade meaning your mitzvahs, lo avonos, don't mix in your sins, which is something you can receive tumah. Hanasim alav mesach tumah, because that becomes a covering of impurity. Lahavdil beino which separate between you and your creator, so to speak, God in heaven, who is above the schach. So, you're sitting in the sukkah, the schach is your mitzvahs, and Hashem is above, and if you have something in there that's makabal tumah, that receives tumah, that's going to suggest that there's impurity mixed into your connection to Hashem. When you said that the sukkah uh, looks like a hay, and you said that when we're born, uh, we're leaving the, what is the permanent world for the temporary world, right. does that go with... Uh, with the idea of uh, the hay, uh, the little hay at the beginning. Yeah, Bihibaram. Bihibaram, that, in other words, we're, we're going back to creation, we're going back to... to right, Eila told us... Yes. the told us the birth is Baram. Hashem throws you into the hay yes. and now your job is to make yourself a kosher sukkah all your life by putting the proper amount of schach on top. Ah, okay. this is what you're supposed to be thinking about in the sukkah yes Right. So the doorway is a little different because the the doorway is actually more like a ches than a hay, and that's that's a whole complicated discussion on its own. But yeah, when the for example, when the Jewish people were in Mitzrayim, they were putting the blood on the two doorposts. That's going to be related to that concept, but that's a, a whole other subject. You know, look, you have to look through the schach to see shemaim. You have to be able to see through it. So you, oh, that's the next your, paragraph. It's, it's your it's your 
mitzvahs that carry you through. That's really cool, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can yeah, see where it's going. That's you know? what he's about to say. Absolutely. He says, You have to make sure that your mitzvahs are not like kebeged idim, like a... a uh, right, soft or really rags. So just like you, you want to get schach that's going to stay solid. You have to have your mitzvah solid. You can't make your your schach only a little here, a little here. He says you're supposed to have your schach as thick as possible, but still be able to see the stars. But you definitely can't have more sun than shade. It has to be a thick shade with the holiness of the mitzvahs. You, if you have more sun than shade, your sukkah is possible, just like we just went through a judgment, if you have more averos than mitzvahs, you're in trouble. So think about that. This is, think about when you see, you say, oh wow, my sukkah is kosher, I have more shade than, than, than sun. Now think about your life. Does you, who are a sukkah, do you have more Shade than sun. The halacha is that any space that's three tfachim open in your schach, that spot is possible. Because things can only connect if there are at least three tvachim. So even if you have a kosher sukkah with plenty of schach, if there's one spot that's three tvachim, that spot is possible. So he says. Three tvachim square or three tvachim by three tvachim? Um, well, it would be three tvachim square, yeah. Vuhu ki avir shlosha poslam asukah vuhuai ki chata adam avanechad eshnayim because we know that if you do an avera only once or if you do it twice, adain lo asam maver betzel suchiosev lava bodim erogas mamala. You don't bring true judgment on yourself because Hashem can forgive the first and second time that a person does something. Kuhu yizbarach as we said yesterday, mavir rishon rishon. Hashem lets the first couple of times go. So we haven't separated from Kedusha. Less than three is still considered connected. So when you do a mitzvah a third time, now that spot in your sukkah is possible. That's why a spot of three will invalidate um, that area of the sukkah. We know that the tree, that you can't use a tree for schach while it's still attached to the ground. Right? You can't use something which is still connected. Because that holds to my right tree. No, no, it doesn't. Like if you're out, like if you oh. walk by a cemetery and the tree's hanging over. No, but, but the, the, the tree itself is not able to become tummy. No, it, it just it, transfers. No, but he's saying, what's the problem with having a tree that's still connected to the ground? If anything, the fact that it's unable to become tummy should make it the best schach. So he says, Ramaz, this is an illusion, don't bring into your mitzvahs things that are about the physical world, such as your ulterior motives. Now I just want to add in there, Ricky is adding uh, uh, an interesting pshat, tell me if I'm saying it correctly, that trees are also a means of transferring tumma from the ground to up, and that would tie in well with what he's saying, although he's not quite saying that, but I think what you're saying adds into what he's saying, and it could be that that's the reason why, because it's attached to the ground, it's able to transfer the tumor. He's saying that, that that's 
in mixing in my worldly stuff into my mitzvahs. If you mix in your world, so if let's say you do mitzvahs for pride or for some kind of personal benefit, that's making your mitzvahs, your schach, attached to the ground. So when we say nothing new under the sun, it's actually getting directly at Nothing new under the sun. Interesting. Really? Wow. That, yes, yes. Also, it must be something that grows from the ground. Again, we're saying it can't be Mikabal Tuma, because that's mixing in impure things. So then what would be great would be to use a tree, but no, a tree is attached to the ground. But, but. Wait, wait, you can't use a tree unless you're under a tree and you're not allowed to be under. Right, why? Because the tree is attached to the ground and that's mixing in your physicality and your worldly stuff into, into, into your mitzvahs. So, and things, the mitzvahs we do bring Kedusha into the mundane things. Well, that's going the other direction, right? So, but you can't bring your mundane things into your mitzvahs. Could we say that because you have to cut the natural things off from the ground, what you're saying is that you have to you take the natural and, and use it for mitzvot uh, but you can't use it for yourself. Right, well that's that's kind of, he's going to say it a little differently, but he's saying, speci- the question is then why do we use natural things? If anything, let's use plastic. Or even even in those days, they had things which weren't macabre toma, such as, you know, flat woods. Uh, well, wood is the, the same thing, but stone or, or um, even... Uh, um, no, those are macabre toma, but you, they had, uh, um, you know... Um, um, Hard I'm not what the technical term is, but vessels made of animal dung, you know, and things like that, right? Right. So he says, no, it's got to be natural stuff. Why does it have to be natural stuff? to teach you. You shouldn't throw away the the materialistic aspects of this world. Don't lower yourself and lose your value Belomar. Mani, who am I? Mechai, what is my life? And you have a verik, I'm useless, I'm worthless. No. Kikishron because the natural things that grow in this world can be turned into the mitzvahs of the Kedusha. Ashuv and he says, listen to this, you are earth. You're going to return to the earth. Let what you, the earth, grows and gives forth trees, let that become the material to use for the schach. Ever hear a pshat like this? You are the earth, you are producing the trees, meaning that the mitzvahs are your actions. Your actions, you, Mr. Earth, you are Adam, Minha Adama, you, Mr. Earth, let your own actions turn into mitzvahs and become the schach on top of the sukkah. And you have to separate them from the earth because you have to realize that you did it lishma, not... That's right. right. That's what the Torah is telling you. Specifically goes from the ground. Because the merits of man come from the earth. They ascend and draw down and bring down from above an influence of holiness to bestow upon the earth and to sustain it. Incredible, incredible perspective. And, and again, you have to know how to say this over in the sukkah and how to share this, and there's a lot of different points here. But just to, to take as much as you can. He says, 
Now this schach, which we're calling the mitzvahs, a person is supposed to be involved in it. To make the shade of holiness over your head. Like we're saying, the schach is really your mitzvahs. Don't delay until you get older. I always see these young people who say, Adain, this is, yeah, talking to you here. Adain, this is my brother. We're still young. Let's go and enjoy the pleasures of this world. Until we're 20 years old. We're already older than that. As we know, a person doesn't get punished in heaven until you're more than 20 years old. He says, and then, mi'az, abit elo elukim, then I'll look to God, the elcho barachosav, I'll give God, chamishim shana, I'll give him my next fifty. Ad mi'oz, yinesh nosa, shivim shana, until I get to seventy. Ki hi atzas melech zakein uksil. This is the counsel of the king, who is the old man, but the fool. That's the evil inclination. Now, he's using these terms for a specific reason. This applies to everyone. This is, talks about the concept of procrastination. And he's just using this example of people who say, when I get to 20, let me enjoy my youth. And by the way, this is actually almost a direct quote from Kohelas. Smach bachur Rejoice, youth, with your young. Enjoy life while you, your youth while you still have it. He says, Because if you get embedded in the matters of this world for 20 years, shuv la yashuv men, it's very hard to get out. What is, that, what is the magic of 70 again? I know you spoke to this before. Well, that's the... David HaMelech says, Yimei Shino Seyem Behem Shivim Shana. That the uh, official lifespan of a person is 70. Everything you do after that is just continuing on what you've um, set up for the 70 years. Is that in Tehillim? Yeah, yeah. It's in Tefillah Lamosha. <coughs> He says, he says in that same chapter, in Bigvuros, if you have strength, Shmonushana. So he's saying you, you can, right, and if you're, uh, even stronger, you get to 90, and, uh, some people make it to 120. But, but it's all just carrying on the concept of 70 years. And this is why David Melech lives 70 years to the minute. And Pirkeavos also kind of breaks down, says after 70, you're basically an advised, you're just someone who gives right. wise counsel. That's right. Right. David does represent the sukkah. That's right. But da- David, David, David Melech was a special case. He got seventy years from Adam Arishan. That's right. But he, the reason why he was given seventy years is because Adam Arishan calculated that in order for David to experience all that he needed to experience, in order to write Sefer Tehillim, which is the key to access to Shuva, he he needed seventy years. That's why David says, "Imeshin the same behem shivim shana." So he says, This is why a sukkah that's higher than 20 amos, it's possible. Because the sukkah, the height of the sukkah, represents how many years you took to catch on. That you need to focus. So you only start building your schach after 20. He says it's possible. Right? Because if you hold off doing your Torah mitzvahs, until you're older than 20, you've already made this world a permanent place. Here the Gemara says, you can't have a sukkah that's above 20, because if you make it above 20, it's no longer able to be a 
temporary dwelling, but if you make it above 20 amas, which is at least 30 feet high, you must make it permanent, otherwise it won't stand 30 days. So he's saying, no, that what the Gemara really means is if you delay past 20, you've made yourself a permanent dwelling in this, this world. world. Oh, this is uh, and that's right. No, that's no, right. Incredible. Them and made them so for us, for us, it's amazing what he does. So for us, it means the more we procrastinate, the higher we're building the the schach of our sukkah, the further away, the more it's approaching Mimbalsa. Like what I'm saying, even though he says 70, 20, uses these numbers, we know they're not literal. That means for you, there might be, just like some people can be 94, but they can be 35, people can be um, people can be 15 years old, they can be 50, and some people, if you started your life at uh, 30 or 40 or whenever you start, whenever you realize, that's when your 20 years begins. And it, even those 20 years might not be literally Maybe 20 that's years. Why they celebrate how, what Rabbi Akiva was able to do because he did it, he broke the odds, he, he bucked the system. He was able to start at right. 40. And Rabbi Akiva starts it. at 40, that's right. The gam- so he says, "Vegam tzarech laso schach zechiyosav lishmo yizbarach." But also, you have to. There's a halacha by the schach that it has to be done l'shem mitzvah sukkah. In fact, if a person has a guy build a sukkah, they're not able to create a lishma. What do you have to do? You have to pick up the schach and put it back down because you have the power to create a lishma. He says that's because your mitzvos need to be lishma. Your schach has to be lishma because the mitzvos have to be lishma. The hashras all of shchina to bring upon you the shchina. And you can't have these idol worship thoughts of bringing down influence from the constellations or from the angels. This is why if you make your schach less than 10 tvachim, below 10 tvachim, it's possible. Why? Because we know that the Shechina never came below 10 Tvachim. This is why the Aron, the height of the Aron, where Hashem spoke from the top, the Aron was exactly 10 Tvachim. Because below 10 Tvachim is considered physical earth and does not come down. In fact, the the Shechina never comes below 10 Tvachim. That's a statement in the Gemara. And, and if you look at the Gemara, actually, the, the source for this is in Daf Hei Amadalaf in Masech Sukkah, even though the Gemara is not discussing Sukkah there, but but the Gemara really is Daf Hei Daf Hei, interesting, yeah. Is there a uh, is there a, a Mishnah or something that talks about what time, at what point someone is supposed to start learning, and that they use ten or Yeah, yeah. Then so Eser is Mishnah, yeah. Right, so. The, that would make sense, yeah. Right? So he says, We know there's ten levels of angels. So those ten levels of angels represent the first ten tefachim in the world. And then the tenth tefach, this is why, you ever notice um, in halacha, what's considered a wall? Ten tefachim high. Which means, you can have a huge building, if you have a wall that's ten tefachim high, which isn't really that much, the biggest, biggest opinion will have you at 40 inches. 
So that, that and that's actually the halacha that your sukkah needs to have a wall at least ten tefachim high. That's why you, you'll notice some of the sukkahs they have uh, flapping walls. So there are many opinions that say the flapping walls is not okay. So they have these straps that you can tie around, or people put wires around. They put a bar, and that bar has to be ten tefachim high. Why? Because ten tefachim is a halachic mechitza on Shabbos. You're considered to be in an enclosed area if there's a ten tefachim high wall. Why? Because the first ten tefachim is considered the earth because that's the ten levels of the angels as the Rambam describes once you enter ten, above ten Tvachim that's considered already Shamayim that's above the earth that's why a wall that reaches all the way that high is considered a wall so he's saying that you can't make your sukkah less than ten because now your schach is in the physical realm instead of it being in the spiritual realm he says okay let's just try to do one more paragraph Maybe two. Um, this is true of the schach. Shu remez el tzel kedusha zechuyos adam. The schach is going to be an allusion to mitzvahs, and so every halacha that you'll see about schach is going to be connected to the performance of mitzvahs. Achadafanus, but the walls, hemzechel olam haba, that represents this life. Kakosuv. That's why we said before that you need to have two walls, full walls, and one third partial wall. which looks like a hay, which is this world is created. This is why the schach, I'm sorry, the walls can be made of any material. Well, we have all these rules about what you make your schach out of. The walls can be anything. Because it's the physical world. Why do two walls have to be whole? So he says, because there's three things that you need in this world. Children, family, life, longevity, and sustenance, parnasa. So two of them, which is a family and life, those you're supposed to pursue full walls for in terms of how long you live and your health make that a full wall in terms of the children you have and the family you have make that a full wall make them bigger and better is the third which is Parnasa even if God just gives you a tefach, you should find it um, sufficient. Don't worry. Um, but you should make sure that that tefach should be, that it should be um, you know, a full tefach, which is uh, uh, basically with the space between the fingers. Whatever you have, make it sufficient, divide it up and share it out. And you shouldn't... Um, um, you, uh, 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 let me explain the halacha first. The halacha is that that third wall, we, there's two kinds of tefach. There's a closed tefach, which is with the fingers closed, and then there's the open space tefach. So the, um, which the, here the halacha is, you have to have an open tefach. So he's saying the reason why it's an open tefach is because you should be happy, in other words, divide up what you have to make sure that you don't need. So have a little less now, a little less later, so that you don't indulge, so you have to borrow. I'm sorry. Or else, what, is the, what else does the word sochek mean? Happy. 
Someone who only has a tefach which is a small amount which barely satiates him. Don't be sad. You should be laughing So when it says in the Gemara that the third wall it's not enough if it's just a tefach. It has to be a tefach shochek Sochek, meaning it has to be a, yeah, you should be happy with it. Okay, let's do one more. What is a tefach? Sochek. It's a measurement. Oh, like spot. Like here. Laughing, right. Yeah. Okay. But that the space between the one tefach and the wall, there has to be a, there's got to be a line on top that connects them, a frame. If your Yitzhahara is pressing you and saying, look how difficult your life is, your third wall representing your Parnasa is so um, constricted. You tell him, no. This world is a doorway. It's the antechamber leading into the palace. It's unbelievable. Someone who would create a halachic sukkah would have one full wall. That's his family and the children and all that. The second full wall would be chaye, his life, his health, that he's davening for them to be whole. The third can be a tafach with the tzuras ha-pesach connecting them, meaning that that's my part now. So whatever Hashem gives me, Hashem gives me. Because I know that there's a door there. And that door leads to Olam Abba. If I could just borrow two more minutes, let me just get into the next because he keeps going. There's a halacha, you can make your sukkah as wide as you want. In fact, the Gemara says you can make one sukkah that all the Jewish people could stay in. So make it as wide as you want. But you got to cover every spot in schach. It's your choice. You can make yourself a big sukkah but that's more schach you need. You could make a sukkah big enough that the whole world should live in. You could make a sukkah big enough for all the Jewish people. Because the tzaddik keeps the whole world going. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a inheritance with no limits. But there's a minimum. It can't be less than seven by seven tvachim. Because we know that the inheritance with limitation is the Eretz Yisrael and the seven nations. So seven Tvachim is the minimal amount of inheritance to enter into the land of the seven nations. We want to expand and to grow to the whole world, but the minimum sukkah is Eretz Yisrael as we have it now. The sukkah that you expand is to reach out and include the whole world. And this is when we make the sacrifices for the other nations. So we're going to stop here. But what I would ask you to do, if you get a chance, is now that you have the keys and the tools, think about this over sukkahs. While you sit in the sukkah, talk about this, and maybe discuss some of the halachas of sukkah, which many people have posters with the halachas of sukkah, and try to find how those things tie into the world. I'll you know, give you an example. If someone is sleeping under the bed in the sukkah, they might not be yotze the sukkah. Meaning, if you're entrapped within your bed, 
and that represents the laziness, then you haven't fulfilled it. Go through all the halachas of sukkah and see how pshat has its halacha. The secrets have its secrets, but in the world of drush, there's a whole world of the meaning of the sukkah and uh, take this and expand on it. Everyone should have a, uh, a good yantav and a joyous yantav. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.